What if your mind worked like a television set? What if you could change channels at will, tune into programs no one else could see? And what if you could never turn the set off? The idea of a creature larger than a gorilla with an odor like a skunk might seem far-fetched. Tupac Shakur is executed by a hired assassin. Well, that anyone can become famous overnight. Tears in the fabric indicate that Don had been stabbed before he was run over by the train. The horrors of a Nazi concentration. The two men, one black, one white, were in their late 20s or early 30s. In this country, they had earned their way into a respectable middle-class life. The men in black had been under the influence of marijuana. The Dream Factory, Christmas miracle, fact, fantasy, and history have come together to tease the imagination. We scream, we jump, we laugh, and we go home. Among them was a Franciscan monk named Espinosa, infamous for his ruthless ambition. According to the legend, he carried only three tools, a hammer, a saw, and a T-square. Elvis Presley died by his own hand. Friends in America's playground. Las Vegas, Nevada. The crash and dash practitioners. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear, driving a dark blazer-style vehicle. Perhaps the answer will come someday soon, when the skies open up over another small community, and the blobs once again fall to This, you guys is, don't know that song? this is Mobile Pitcast Take One uh, with Matt Moss and Carter Betray and Cam Wall, Cam behind the wheel of this Subaru and wagon grocery getter. And we are uh, we're south of Louisville. Is that right? No, no, uh, no. We're on our we're south of Indianapolis, uh, en route to Louisville, en route to Nashville for Bootlegger Ball tomorrow. Today is Friday. Woo! What is it? Five twenty four nineteen. All right. So we were talking about the dark. Let's just launch right into the into the uh, discussion. Sweet, yeah. the sweet stuff. So last night, Cam, we were talking about Angry Mob, which is a really sick fucking card for Commander because it has power and toughness equal to 1-1 one, one, or star-star uh, where the stars are equal to the number of swamps in play. So like, I know Tyler has been using that a little bit lately. Uh, as a way to drop a mid-game bomb. Like, All right. oh, here's a 10-10, 15-15 dude. That's kind of what you want, something that's good by itself. Quiz time, though, Cam. Who did the art? Angry Mob. Oh, we talked about that last night, too. Drew Tucker. Nice. I educated my boy. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, it's really sweet art. It's like you're seeing the scene from above, right? Yeah. Like above the buildings, and you see the Angry Mob chasing this figure through an alleyway. Really cool. Uh, but, yeah, so... Anyway, so other cool creatures from the dark. So last night I was using that uh, Scarwood Bandit against Cam, which Forrest walks, of course. Oh man, I've really hot liked secret tech. And it didn't. I, I didn't make use of the artifact stealing, stealing ability. It just I needed another Forrest Walker for my boy, my mono green boy over here. <laughs> Is it true that you're putting way too much, uh, way too much sinister work into this revised? 40 green deck for anti-game between you and Cam? First of all, it's not 40 cards. It's a proper 60 card deck. It's not 60 anymore. 
Well, no, yeah, right now it's when you like your cards right table. now it's sixty-five to fifty-five. Uh, so ideally, our deck should get better the less cards you have in it, right? No, well, eventually Cam will be able to cast anything. So you can take <laughs> all the lands. All the lands go. Yeah, that's honestly, if you're playing these anti games, probably the card that you are least happy about anti-ing is a forest. Yeah. Because that just means your deck gets worse. Well, and Cam's version has like craw worms and fucking craw. Wow, that's wise. Uh, forest, forest of nature. And so it's like, yeah, every forest is one more or one less he can use to pay that upkeep. I think tax. Forest of Nature won a game like maybe in 1993. I think in 1993 it might have won one game of Magic. Yeah, that and then other than that, it has just. Just keep talking. <laughs> it's, just, it's just done nothing ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Except look good. Look real good. It does have cool art. Yeah. What are some other good creatures from the dark, though? Because we were kind of, prior to turning on the uh, recorder here, we were reminiscing on some good creatures from that set. Carter was talking about the spitting slug and slugs. Green. Well, I, I, yeah, no, I always talk about that card. I think everyone's kind of annoyed at that point. Yeah. But green got, green got, I think, got the most good creatures. Is Emerald Dragonfly from the dark? Yeah, I think it's or from Legends. From, from Legends? I think it's from Legends. Yeah. Ball Lightning, of course. This Ball Lightning is great. Preacher, of course, is probably the most popular one. From yeah. The dark. Is Goblin Wizard from the dark? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's a deep cut. What's that even do? All right, who did the art for Goblin Wizard? Not a clue. Oh, boy. Schuler? No. I don't think Schuler did any goblins. I, I think know. Fraser did a lot of the goblins. That sounds. That's. I could buy that. Maybe hey, my guess, but is, I don't know. Isn't he the one that can give your guys protection from white? Oh my god! I, do I don't not know, know what that card does. I have no idea. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I don't know. even care. What you that just card said does. it, and it sounded right, and so I'm not gonna. I'm it's not gonna question be, you on it. The goblin wizard has to be better than the thrall wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, th the Thrill Wizard flunked a couple classes at Wizard School. Anywho, uh, let's see. So, we're rolling down. We're going to do the bootlegger ball. And, uh... It is great. Everyone's got their fucking decks picked out, ready to go. Cam, what are you playing? What are you doing? What's your plan? I, I audibled back to my blue-red machine gun deck that runs off of, uh, Mana Vault and Copy Artifact, uh, Trikes, and then the Miser's copy of Hercules Recall to reset it all. Um, ran it, ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw last night, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna tweak a little tonight. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> see if we can see if we can make it a, a semi-viable deck. I mean, I'm looking for a, th a three and three finish tomorrow. I'll, I'll shoot higher than that, Cam. Come on. Yeah. You at least want to beat me. Maybe, I'm a maybe, fucking asshole. Maybe three, two, and uh, in a draw. There you go. <laughs> in a draw. <laughs> Battle to a draw. Like you just flip chaos orbs until both of you are just completely over it. Yeah, I've I found that uh, I I've always fallen in love with Suchi because we we play uh, a little bit of Swedish meta, but uh, they just they get destroyed uh, by all the artifact hate and the Nev's disc. Disc is, is really bad for me, so threw in a couple Juggernauts, which I uh, haven't actually attacked anybody with because they die so fast. But uh, I mean, have you tried um, some amount of Shatters? 
No, I I uh, I have them in the in the board, but I'm trying to keep everything in the main deck uh, aggro so that hopefully game one I can mana vault out a threat, get a couple of hits in, and then clean it up with some burn on the back end. I think I'll, I have an icy and then a mana drain are my only uh, non-accelerate, non-power, non-aggro cards. And you got a couple togs to. Yeah, togs are for the goblin. Uh, Vaults, yeah, the cetera. mana vaults. I thought about Orcish Mechanic and Sage of Latinam, but the problem is they just take too much damage. There's so many bolts and try you know, I play trikes, but uh, everybody else plays trikes too, and it's just an automatic kill on those, so it's possible that your juggernauts would have more opportunities to punch through if you maybe swap some of those um Maybe if you cut the Atogs and like a Mana Drain for Shatters, you'd be able to punch through so that your Juggernauts are trading with Factories so that you can actually get that five damage out of them that you're looking for. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Um, there's definitely some soft spots in my deck. I run really light on lands. I think I have 17 lands plus Moxes plus Mana Vaults. Yeah, you're fine there. It's hard. It's hard to know it's how much of a, how much Mana one mana vault equals. Yeah, I, I get strip. If I run into double strip mine, I'm in trouble because uh, blue is really important. And I, I got the brain guys are in there and mana drain, but I've honestly thought about taking one or both of those out just yeah. just to make it even leaner. Um, I've main deck black vise before that. That works well because I got the two draw sevens. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving shatters to the main might be the, the way to go. I could see, yeah, I could see you cutting uh, Mana Drain. It's a very powerful card by itself, but also in order to get a bunch of value off a of Counterspell, you have to A, see your blue blue. Are you playing Workshops? Oh, so that's a good point. Uh, I've never played, I don't have Workshops. I've never played with them. Uh, Pez is going to let me borrow one tonight to test out. Oh, okay, cool. And so, so yeah, we'll, get, we'll test it out. Yeah, we were talking, I've got, I've got four trikes, two Suchi, three Juggernauts, and an Icy, which is 10. And, it, and we thought the right number of workshops for that would be somewhere between uh, uh, probably one or two. So I'm going to try one tonight and see if it makes any difference at all. But I mean, the, the number of times I can go workshop, you know, Mox, Mana Vault, and put a trike out on turn one, I mean, I'm usually winning those games. So with respect to the Juggernauts, I guess in my experience, it's always been better. The more you have, the more robots you have, the better the Juggernauts are. So if you have four Trike and four Suchi and four Juggernaut and a couple Tetravis, at that point you're just kind of overwhelming their ability to deal with any threats. And now maybe you know the first, probably the second Juggernaut get blown up, but maybe that third one sticks around and he's a big burly threat. Yeah, I think they're better as a swarm, and then you have the copies to go along with them. That's where I think you, that you get the best bang for your buck on those, uh, on the juggernauts, and then on the suit cheese, you just got to have four factory, and maybe a tome or some other way to sink that mana, and try to get it out before you play the suit cheese, or just feel out the game state. Maybe you can get away with a, a, a raw suit cheese for a turn or two. Yeah, this is definitely a deck that I've I've been tinkering with for a couple 
couple of years now. Oh, mm-hmm. hold on, I'm about to get hit by a semi. <laughs> no, I've I've been playing with since I uh, I saw Seb Celia post a picture of it a couple of years ago. I love the name, the machine gun, um, and I'm still I'm still tweaking it, trying it. I don't know exactly how to uh, shift it to EC um, the best way because with all the strip mines, I felt like I got I needed to lower the curve on it, which is why I, I, it scares me off of Tetravis. But um, like copy artifact is the is the game changer. If if I'm copying a mox early on, you know I'm I, I'm usually in trouble. But if I can hold on long enough, where the copies are going on juggernauts, on Suchis, and on uh, most most importantly the trikes, those games are, are almost always uh, auto Ws for me. Yeah. So last night we did a little bit of testing, and uh, you took this masterpiece against my unpowered black red singleton deck yeah balled it and the kid that the pick to click there was your <laughs> double copied black lotus so you had three low tie <laughs> and then just dropped a fireball on and this is like after an ancestral recall or some horse shit like that and just dropped a big old fireball on my poor unpowered black deck trying to like cast pestilence or something hey wins a win yeah what about your, uh, do you have a sideboard plan against people who are going to play all those artifact hate cards? Dust to Dust, for example. Dust to Dust, or Circle's Recall, or uh, what's the awful enchantment that I don't think is actually very good? The one that makes you pay more? Energy Flux. Energy Flux. Upkeep. Yeah, so so what I'm usually doing game two is I'm bringing the Juggernauts and the Suchis out, and I'm bringing all my Blasts in, or I've got a couple of Gloom, i got a couple of Shatter, I have a maze, um, you know, I've got answers. And at that point I'm shifting from a true aggro deck to a, a little bit more mid range where I'm, I'm trying to deal with a couple threats early with bolts and I got a couple fireballs. Um, I'm, and I'm just waiting long enough so I can get a trike out usually naturally. And then between the trikes and the copies and the factories and I have a couple ATOGs, a couple serendips. Um, I should be able to, to hang on long enough if I can, you know, sideboard effectively and, and, you know, not not give people too many dust-to-dust targets or shatter targets. Even with dust-to-dust on, on my trikes, you know, I still ping them. Uh, that way, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm not a master sideboarder, but that's that's my plan. I think we're going to run into a lot of weird shit down here in Nashville. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think anybody that knows me knows I'm, I'm a pretty casual player at heart, but... I'll still put the boots to somebody if they if they don't bring their A game. No mind twisting the 75 either. Hashtag Carter. <laughs> playing, playing with respect. It's a sign of weak will right there. <laughs> no, it's a sign of a sign of honor. Well, I think we'll do. Let's yeah. Let's so uh, on the drive home on Sunday we'll check in and see how the various lists did. So Cam's on this. It's Grix's colors, right? Yeah, yeah. The only black splash is the tutor, yeah. and then Gloom's out of the yeah. sideboard. So you're cool. on the Grixis robots, and I'm on the good old Grixis Mossatog, and Carter's on the mono green. And I think, yeah, we'll just kind of see how things pan out on yeah. Saturday, and chat, chit chat about it on Sunday. I'll try to, I'll try to take notes. In the months leading up to this event, I've done a lot of testing with my deck, so. I, uh, you know, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing, I mean, I'm not, 
you know, a crazy competitive player at heart, but I have, I have a hypothesis. The hypothesis is, is that mono green is as good as mono black or mono white, if you build it correctly. Nah, it ain't. And I'm, I'm testing it, yeah. I'd also happily play, I mean, against my mono green deck, I would be thrilled to play against any mono black rack or white mini deck. That would be, if I were to pick a matchup, I would probably pick mono black rack. Why is that? Because I have a, I have a really solid sideboard plan. Aeoli piles, whirling dervishes. Life force. Life force. <laughs> How no, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not playing Life Force. But web. Uh, yeah, crumble. Yeah, I can. I, I have a bunch of one drops. I can get. <laughs> I can get my hand onto the table. Web so the shit out of that hypnotic. Less effective. I've got. Um, I've got answers to Black Vice. Uh, I. I don't know. I've just. I've tested it a bunch. Like Banding Wolves are really good against their first strike knights. That's true. And. Um, yeah, and I've just. I've tested it a decent amount. And I feel you're not using the uh, Elvish Archers, right? Or no, that was Cam's mono green. No, no, Elvish Archers. no. Believe me, I think people are going to play a lot of Triskelions, and these Argothian Pixies, I'm anticipating being absolutely insane. Getting some work done for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got a decent sideboard plan. i got a plan against hard-to-deal-with-enchantments. i got a plan against bigger creature decks. i got a plan against artifact-based... Aggressive decks, artifact-based prison decks. So, yeah, I we'll, we'll, we'll check back in a, in a couple days. But I've got, you know, I'm, I feel pretty confident to be honest. Sick. I'm guessing I lose one match. Five and five and one. That's the prediction. Five and one. That's my that's my that's my guess. Cam says five or Cam said three and three. You're saying five and one. about middle school cam did you bring a middle school deck yeah i have my uh enchantress uh words of wilding you know bear token deck that, uh, Sick! I'm, I'm gonna be balling people out of control with one game out of 20. um no i mean i'm i'm not much of a middle school guy i got out at ice age so I, i'm still learning that format and i know some other people are real enthusiastic about it I mean, I'm kind of hoping me and Bowersock sit up in a quiet corner somewhere and just play a hundred games of Machine Gun versus Ernum Get It tonight or whatever the hell he's running. Just I hope he, he's playing Titania's Prison. Yeah, he, he can tell me. That's probably my favorite, honestly, one of my favorite decks from like an aesthetic standpoint. And also, it's just, it's a, it's a prison deck, but it's not playing these like corny cards, like abyss or whatever <laughs> it's playing it's playing shit that like that is gives you incremental advantage you know by by having all these other pieces line up together hold on my hearing phone it's stub yeah titania's prison is fine you just gotta play it quickly so you don't drag on and take take forever in the round but yeah even like unlike stasis or whatever it's like Titania's Song is a big fireball. It's just one of those decks that, like, I'm so surprised that I don't see more of. I feel like I've ranted about this before, so I don't want to. I don't want to be harping on it. But there's decks that are just like, 
it's not obviously the best, but it's like all good cards and it's very close. And it's like, ah, come on, just play that. Like instead of the deck, play Titania's Prison. It's like practically all the same stuff. It's swords, it's disenchants. It's just, you're playing a couple stinkers like Howling Mind and Relic Barrier and Winter Orb instead of Jam Day Tome and all the, all yeah, the rest Yeah, but of it's, it'll still have a Tome or two in there. Right? Well, maybe not with all the Howling Mines. I think your draw engine is probably that one-sided one Howling Mine. Yeah, it's true. And Icy's, it's just a bunch of cool cards. That's a deck that I don't mind losing to. I'm telling you that Winter Orb scares me more than any of those anti-artifact cards we were talking about Oh, earlier. with your deck. That just, that just completely shuts down the game if you're running factories and you're running light on mana as it is, um, trying to untap mana vaults and stuff. And Winter, Winter Orbit, that's the one that gives me the most heartache. Your achy breaky heart. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a midway fair card that he always, John always balls me with and I can't, I just can't deal with it unless, unless I draw into my you know, one shatter or chaos orb that I miss on ninety percent. Yeah, of the time. no shit, dude. Last night was a truly brutal chaos orb session. Cam has a copied chaos orb, and he was targeting his own juggernaut that I cast animate dead on. He's talking a bunch of shit. Goes for the flip with the copied orb, misses. Goes for the flip with his real chaos orb, barely makes it. Yeah, like sleeve on sleeve, still, still counts. <laughs> Barely made it. Made it. Still beat you. <laughs> Still beat you. <laughs> with the triple lotus. One out of twelve times. The triple Lindy. <laughs> Playing my unpowered singleton versus triple black lotus. <laughs> Why did you switch to singleton? Because you killed him with the Atog deck a bunch of times. Yeah, and I mean, like Cam's my house guest. I can't beat him four hundred times in a row. <laughs> True. Now we had we had some we had some squeakers. You definitely won. More than you lost. If I saw Gaia's Avenger, I felt like I was in a good spot. That's not a real card. Uh, oh, you're gonna find out how real Yeah, it when is. he played it against me, it was like a five-five. So that was yeah. that was one of the oh games my I God. lost. Cam, if we get matched up, first off, you should be shitting your pants. Yeah, Cam, you're <laughs> just, gonna lose to that just, guy. Just straight up. He's well, gonna, but you will you will absolutely experience Gaia's Avenger against Cam. It's gonna be like, oh, I spent a six three mana, mana to seven, put a seven. puny little four-four into play. This thing's got eight power. For it's three curtains for me. Curtains. Curtains for me. Oh, and my mana vault is pinging me for what a turn. Oh, jeez, dude. Yeah, that's those Serendib mana vault triggers, Cam. Those were pretty brutal on me last night. You play Serendib in the deck too? He sided him in, I think, and so he's just getting side blast, one side side blast in every turn. <laughs> yeah. Two mana vaults and two two, two, two serendips. Two, two mana vaults and two serendips. Well, it's a way to just you know ju you know jump ahead to the conclusion of the game. Well, yeah, I guess if you're looking to like buy your opponent a beer, if, you, if you're just looking to end the game, yeah, win or lose. So. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Well, what yeah. are some life gain things that you could put in the deck? Like, how do you, how do you shore that up? Well, you, you find ways you to sacrifice just... the. The mana vault. That's why he's got the targs. And yeah. you're too afraid to play Sage of Latin because you're, I don't know, coward. Soft. <laughs> I guess. Soft. I yeah. play four to Sage of Pillow Latin. Pillow soft. Easily. Easily play four. I don't even think I own four. I own like nine. Don't give me some. <laughs> I'm slowly instigating a buy. Yeah, that's the card <laughs> stocked up on. That's the card to stock up on for sure. If Sage of Latin were a 1 3, it would be the best creature. Why, why would that make any difference? 
I, I would argue one four. Because it could block and kill Savannah Lions. It would block Korea. And that would just push it over the edge. It would block Factory, too. Yeah. And that would be it. From I, there, there would be no, there would be nothing else. So I don't, I don't understand why that that card they changed the mechanic from eight because I always look at that as the same as ATOG except for blue why didn't it have a zero ability where you could sack an artifact to draw a card oh my god that would be so broken immediately uh, yeah that's I mean, too good that would you be can so just draw absurd. are you like, kidding me that would be unreal yeah. you put that thing down and you sack all your useless artifacts draw eight cards oh my god it's because it's because card draw effects are so much more potent than a buff effect. Just adding did, power to it. Did creature. they know that back then? I think so. You they think probably they tested, tested it out a couple times. They probably tested it out like an ATOG, and they're like, oh my god, you play this thing, you can just draw three or four cards I mean, the, the same, moment you play it. Yeah, the same thing with ATOG. I mean, if you follow the same pattern, ATOG, you should have to tap it to sack an artifact and put a counter on it. Yeah, but I, then what's the utility of that? So I tap it, so it's just next, sitting there, so the and he gets a turn. one. Yeah. So he would be a permanent counter? Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I like it now, but it just seems like a top... Like, I can't justify using a Sage of Latinam, given that the fact that if you... If I cast Atog and you bolt it, I can get rid of my Mana Vaults in response. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, I can't do that, because Sage, the only reason I'd have in the deck is to get just rid to of... Just to draw cards. Yeah, it's, it's just to get rid of that damage, because between... City Wrath, Serendip, and Mana Vault. Like, yeah. I kill myself more than my opponent. I played does. Power Surge against Camp. Yeah, that's, a, that's a classic Danny quote right there, where it's like, your opponent never beats you, you just always lose to your own cards. That's been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Playing against you? That's funny. I yeah, find no, the exact I'm, same thing to be true. So I, I'm never beaten, but I do sometimes lose. But you do lose. Yeah. I don't it's, get beat in my heart. Yeah. Don't, yeah. They, I, we, they played that Billy Ray Cyrus tune at the first truck stop we stayed at, or st stopped at. No surprise there. Pretty much if I were to pick a song that would be in a truck stop, it would be Achy Breaking Heart. Also, that's the only thing he says in that song. That's it. It's the it's the chorus over and over again. Really? There's yeah. no verse? It's I like, didn't how, pick up on that. It's like, but... how'd, you, how'd you get away with that, man? It's all in the branding. It's because of that pure poetry right there. Yeah, well... That, pure unadulterated beauty. So, uh, a little bit of a topic shift here, but Cam, after this event, what's uh, what do you have uh, on your calendar? Old school-wise, that is. Or yeah. any magic-wise, I guess that is. So th this is the pretty pretty much my penultimate uh, magic you know, old school experience. Uh, I'm going to go to the Risk in SoCal at an undisclosed location uh, right now. At the end of July, or at end of June, excuse me, um, with the deep spawners. But uh, my wife's pregnant right now, and our, our daughter's coming in September. So after that, I'm, I'm pretty much shutting it down for a while. Probably send my power out to get altered, and uh, maybe take a little break from old school. So I'll still battle you online on occasion. Yeah, no, I'll I'll, uh, I'll definitely be active on on Skype and Discord and that kind of stuff. But yeah, my tra my traveling days are going to be. Uh, suspended for a while, which I've, I've, I've had a pretty good run. I went Pescadero, Chicago for Relic War, Nashville for Bootleggers, you know. And where's the where's that Risk thing? Oh, it's in LA? No, uh, uh, San Diego. Temecula. Okay. Wherever the hell that is. I think it was, That's okay. a Dirty Projector song. <laughs> Temecula Sunrise. 
Carter betray everyone. Carter, what do you have coming up, man? I'm gonna miss the. Um, I mean, I'm still waffling if I want to go to Boston or not. I would like to. That's a part it, of me uh, just wants to end of September. Waste a bunch of money and to travel to even more things this year. I either I feel like I either have to like pump the brakes or go full hog. Okay. I, I feel like I'm at I feel like I'm at a threshold where it's always like, go full. Man, hog. I could like I, I could like get out and go to even more of these things, or maybe sell off a few of these extra old school cards. Um, I feel like there's a I feel like there's a breaking point there. I would I would like to go I would like to go to Boston. I would like to go to Eternal Weekend, but um, going to both may be a tad irresponsible. I mean, this is practically my favorite tournament of the year. It was, it definitely was last year. Last year was a good Just time. Just because this town is so amazing. Yeah. So and we, I, th- this year we're doing it a little bit more of a mission, driving all day Friday, battle all day Saturday, drive home Sunday. But yeah. last year we were out here for a couple extra days. And we just were. We did, did a little bit more partying and, and we had a rental house and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, this year we're just kind of doing the main event and a little bit of uh, visiting the barbecue tonight yeah i would like to get if i if i were to go to the boston event i would like to get to new york city maybe a day or two beforehand and then take the train into boston spend the night <laughs> how, how close are new york and boston like half an hour no it's a like a four-hour trip i did that last year it was a lot it's of fun a, it's a train Played cards on the Amtrak. But train. then I could I could, I could do those true. East Coast things I wanted to because I used to live in Brooklyn. Oh, that's no surprise. What? Oh, because I'm fucking cool. <laughs> and because you don't have your vaccines. It's <laughs> <laughs> bullshit, man. Oh, okay, so yeah. judgmental. <laughs> all those measles scars all over your body. <laughs> I'm just looking. I said no I said measles scars. But whatever. Yeah, scars of fucking battle, dude. Yeah. I've got. Do I have battle scars all over my body? Yes, yes. I do. I've lived a really hard life. Do I have scars? Yes. From and battle? Did, yes. And, and, and despite that, yeah, have I have I overcome all the odds to become the rock hard person that is sitting behind you in the back seat? <laughs> By the way, how come I'm in the back seat? Because we won't <laughs> let you drive. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a known quantity right there. Is your putrid lack of ability to drive an automobile that's another thing as a city boy no driving I'm never in traffic I spend maybe five hours a year in traffic that's a good way to be yeah yeah for me we're gonna do the singleton event next weekend solo con check out that see what sick brews what sick brews what are, are you coming gonna play? up? <laughs> I played a mono red deck in Escadero uh, night. So I, I've been testing with this black red, but I'm thinking just all artifacts. And just say, yeah, if you got energy flux, well, fuck you. And just running a straight brown deck. I mean, I'll have some colored lands, obviously. but and you know, I, I can run a full Tron. You know, I'll have one of each Tron. I'll have one workshop. I'll have one desert. Oh, yeah, because Tron is, like, really good in old school. And when you put it in a singleton format, that's when it really shines. Exactly. So maybe just something dumb like that. Or I thought just mono black. Just all black creatures. Do you still have a bad voice? I do not. I sold two or traded in two and I sold one to Shane. 
Is there a card that you don't have that you wish you did? Um, unlimited I, time I ball. wish. You wish you had an unlimited time ball kit? I wanted to get one, and I, it just spiked up oh, before fuck. I could get one. You so did. I have a CE, so I could play it, but uh, I, I was looking for one before it went up a little bit. And I think with it being unrestricted in some formats now, it's, I'm just not. I wasn't a buyer at 600, so I'm not a buyer at whatever it's gone up to. If you had to play a four-time ball deck at the next tournament, what would you play? If I was going to play four-time balls? Yeah, you, you, had to, you had to show up with four-time balls. Why not just play some Twiddle Vault or Iteration or Stasis, like we were talking about earlier? But which of those two more appeals to you? Or like Animate Artifact plus Instill? Just going infinite? Yeah. What's the best? Or would you want to do uh, Stasis is probably the best out of those three things we just talked about there. Stasis. Stasis. Yeah. Good man. Yeah, I've been tip dipping my toes a little bit into Stasis. I played that mono blue EDH deck with the stasis. How do you feel to have it played? Pretty powerful, right? Sort of. No, we just kinda... sat there for a half hour and did nothing at a group game. Right, but we sat there because I chose to you make us sit there. To. Yeah, that's true. That was and pretty that, cool. And, that pretty and like I cast that stasis and I had like twelve lands untapped. Twelve oh, yeah. uh islands untapped. Miserable. Yeah. Isn't that good? That's yeah, that was pretty pretty tasty. Here's the thing. Like you don't need to play against stasis all the time, but but when you do, you should get your you should get your licks in. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to taste it now. It's part of the it's part of the tradition of the game. Yeah, and the art is sick. And the art of stasis is probably the best. But yeah. uh, after the solo con, I think in July, we're thinking about maybe doing another team event. Which would be cool. Yes, middle school, old school, middle school. And vintage or legacy. Vintage? Whatever. I mean, we take a vote. Yeah, Ooh. so that's. I would like to do old school, middle school, and yeah, yeah, the four of us. Yeah. yeah. Old school, middle school, and singleton. That actually would be fine, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm we'll, we'll like put that. up a bunch of ideas. It, kinda, it just, on. honestly, it, like, it depends on how many vintage players. That's the, that's the fewest demographic. Would you play proxy vintage? No. No, because, I mean, between everybody, if you need something, we can, somebody's got it. Sure. Land. Yeah, I'm sure there's people with more than one. I think the people who play Vintage have more than one Vintage deck. So Or are capable of building Assuming that one. we got, what, like eight teams or whatever? Ten teams at most? We just, we just need ten Vintage yeah. decks to spread around? Yeah. That's doable. So we're looking at maybe trying the team tactical thing again. Uh, so that'd be July and August we go into the ball, which as, be really as of right now, those details are not yet are redacted. Public. Yeah, yeah. Redacted. Redacted more than the Black Helicopter's Old coming in. Ball will be <laughs> more than the redacted more than the Mueller report. Oh, here comes the tactical team. Yeah. Actually, I think it's not happening. I think it's canceled. Oh, well, <laughs> you heard a, it here first. Just a bummer. But, yeah. You heard it here first. The Old School Players Ball is canceled. I hope the logo this year is Wooden Sphere. Make that into a disco ball. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, actually. You know what? All right, so for the mono green. Did, did I just fuck that up? <laughs> no, no. It, it's funny you mentioned Wooden Sphere. Wait, dude, you spoiled it. <laughs> you Come spoiled on! It. It's back on. <laughs> for the Wooden for Sphere con. Bob, Bob's got a Scud missile coming in. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, shit, there's a drone. I just saw a drone. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Bob. 
So to go back to the uh, our mono greens that we're playing for Anti camp, I yeah. cut wooden spheres from that deck. That's such a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, Cam's bringing mono green and we're gonna play Randy. I'll run four <laughs> Shannon and Dryads, uh, Cat Warriors. I think Cat Warriors is a dick move too. Uh, you know, whatever the Scarwood Bandit, the Dark, the Creature of the Dark, and then, oh yeah, I'll play Life Gain Green spells. I have a Scarwood Witch, I think it is, the one that removes Force Walk for oh, four, four or five green. For five green? <laughs> yeah. Oh so my God. Something stupid, yeah. It's, what you if know. you had one Birds of Paradise to cast one Cop Green? Would that you be can't green? use a Cop Green. Would you can the, use the birds, but... that be in the spirit? No, you can't cast Cop Green. It's mono green. Okay. What if you had Ring of Maroof? No, nah, I think that's legal. That would be sick. Oh my god. Now, now the next time you come here. Oh, no. Well, first Cam's going to have to buy 60 more green cards. <laughs> In order to play next time. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody's got... Down to uh, a deli thin slice of a deck. Yeah. Anybody's got 4th edition Forester Sale, uh, DM me on Discord. Yeah. As it stands right now, my deck is at 65 cards. Cam's is at 55. <laughs> We'll, okay, we'll check, what about, we'll check of, the stats on Sunday. Speaking yeah. of anti, now that Alpha 40 is dead. Is it dead? <laughs> yeah, it's dead. You killed yeah, it? Carter, Carter it's, just it's dead. It, it killed yeah. itself because it should have never existed. What what would you play in revised 40 if you had to come up with a deck right now to play this moment? Lightning bolts, dot deck. Why so why can you play a million lightning bolts? Because it's like you're restricted to four of a rare. I so I, I don't, I'm not very conversant with the rule set, but whatever the thing that Jacob shared in the chat, it looked like you could play, so you had to have like 10 unique cards in there. 10 unique cards, and I think But it's beyond four that, of, there's nothing restricted. And I think it's four of a rare. You cannot have four of a rare, right? You, can, you cannot have more than four of a rare. Yeah. But Soul Ring is an uncommon? Yes, I think so. So you can play okay. a bunch of, we a may, bunch we of Soul may, Rings. We may want to work on that. I'm playing a bunch of Soul Rings, a bunch of Northern Paladins, and a bunch of Death Laces. That's what I'm playing. There you go. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I would just have bolts. Oh, Death, La Death Laces are rare, though. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a <laughs> I mean, you could do a thing. And I can, think North, is a Northern Paladin a rare, too? That might be a rare, too. Maybe on <laughs> Bald. Yeah, some sick deck, dude. Yeah. So you can play a million Lightning Bolts. Yeah, I'd play a lot of bolts and then just we just critters. play some bird deck? We would play anything cool? I only get 40 cards to work with. I don't have a lot of Did you opportunity know to do that bottle cool. of Suleiman? Yes. Was, is, wait, is that revised or is that's that That's in revised. Yeah, that's in revised. Yeah. Bottle of Suleiman. And copy artifact. And copy artifact. See? Oh my god, I know what I'm playing. And soul rings. I know what I'm playing. To bum rush it out. I'm playing soul rings. You play Man of All. Bottles of Suleiman. And Man of All. Copy yeah. artifact. That might be a rare too. Oh yeah, I'm doing that. But still sure. four of them. Yeah. Oh wait, copy artifact I think is an uncommon. That might be a rare. I don't know. I haven't really dug too deeply into that. I'll probably put something together at some point. But on a 40 cards, just not a lot of opportunity to stretch it out. It's 22 cards, right? 18 lands. Yeah, it's hard to have. I mean, you, you can create a pretty cohesive strategy. What about Channel Fireball? No, Channel wasn't reprinted. Yeah, channel, channel's in revised. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's not just an unlimited? Yep. What about a red 
Mana Flare, Mountain, oh, Disintegrate, Fireball. Or, or yeah, or, or Shivan. But yeah. if you just played four Mana Flare, because that's rare, and then the rest, Fireballs, Lightning Bolts, dis Disintegrate. Yeah, just all that junk. X-Bounce. Yeah, throw a wheel in there. There are some cards that I think are cooler in Revised than they are in Alpha Beta. That's One of them is wow. Shivan Dragon. That's a hot take. A revised Shivan Dragon is cooler than a beta Shivan Dragon because... Well, questionable. That's like an actually played card. A beta Shivan Dragon is a collector's item. Like, nobody actually plays with that card. Uh, a revised Shivan Dragon... Same with Hypnotic Spectre, I think. Like, sorry. to me, a beta Hypnotic Spectre, Alpha Hypnotic Spectre, that doesn't mean anything. But a revised Hypnotic Spectre is aesthetically what a man of the people. <laughs> There's just some, there's some cards that are like that. Like a Soul Ring, no. Like an Unlimited Soul Ring is way better than a Revised Soul Ring. But some, yeah, but some of the, some of the creatures... Do Don't they all do the same thing, though? No, I mean from an aesthetic perspective. I do like, like the... Like, what's the, the story of the card? Spelling out tap, as opposed to the T, um, is better. But I also like the Revised T, the tap symbol, way more than the 4th edition little oh, arrow. arrow. That's, oh yeah, that's bullshit. The hero is the hero is rancid. The hero is the worst thing ever to happen. And also the the copyright line under the artist's name. No point. I don't like that either. No point. Especially when it's a later edition, it says like 1996 or something. They're just like, uh, yeah. But a lot of those have black borders. So, what do you want? Dude, my, yeah, my revised, revised Shivan. Revised Shivan is a lot better. My Posca pen puts black words on everything now. The custom, the custom do, they, do they look? Uh, they look fantastic. Do they look, do they look satisfactory to you? Yeah, so Ma Moss taught me instead of taping the edges and getting spillover, if you just, uh, if you go real slow with the paint pen, the paint pen doesn't have the same shininess as the Sharpie. Uh -huh. So when you paint pen it, um, it and put it in the sleeve, it looks fantastic. Really, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, and then, and then when you take the next step, like I do, and throw it in the uh, clipper and put alpha corners on it, use the edge clipper on it. Yeah, you, I use give the, it a haircut. I use the, the sewing shears on it. Yeah, you guys, you guys will be liking my cards. You give it some fingers. some tattoos and a nice haircut. Yeah, I'm I'm not selling any of my shit. Instead of walking around in cargo shorts and flip flops. <laughs> No, if my stuff is leaving my possession, it's going as a gift. Because there, there ain't no financial value left. <laughs> What's the most expensive card you've ever defaced? Uh, I have some dual lands. I have a underground C that I took sharpies to. A revised underground C. You 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 sharpied yeah. them. Yeah. And alpha cut it. Uh, yeah, well, it's got one alpha cut corner. <laughs> <laughs> so you couldn't Dude, commit that's fully. fucking hard, man. Yeah. I uh, like that. That card is marked as fuck. That was dumb. I, I have a revised plateau that, uh, I, I, at GP Portland, I had everybody who was playing in a multiplayer game, everybody signed it on the art. Oh, you got a really heavily tattooed plateau. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty busted. Uh, wow. That's good shit, dude. I mean, you guys, you guys know about my Lotus, right? I have a Clip CE Lotus that on the back, I'm not gonna name who, cause I don't want him to get death threats. But uh, before he traded it to me, uh, he he blacked out the gold border. Yeah. And so I have like a Sharpied, 
Lotus. <laughs> Black Lotus. But it still says collectors. Yeah. Oh yeah. In the yeah. center. Yeah. You yeah. should have traced over that. Or brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's tragic. But what do you? It, it's uh, if I could segue off that, what are your guys' thoughts on rebacks for like rebacked power? It's uh, it's kind of a touchy subject, I think, because you know that those cards, they're counterfeits in the way that a rebacked card was used to, you know, sell somebody something that they didn't pay for. Well, it's a, right? there's a lot of context, so... Yes, there is. All right, so I took two legitimate cards and created a counterfeit from it, that's what you're saying? Yeah, like like the like the intention of this card is it was not customization for for personal use. It was it was alteration for the purposes of deceit. Now, what if like I have a set of C power and a set of unlimited power? But what if I were going to have Wait, my well, my lame, excuse me, sorry, wait, lame, that's so braggadocious. Like, why would you just? Like, we weren't even unlimited. talking about unlimited power. No, I, the, the so boy I'm trying to make it in there. That's yeah, so. That's just so braggadocious. But what? Like, if let's say I wanted to have my C power rebacked for whatever purpose, I you want to play vintage with it. Say that. Well, hold on. Well, let's get, let's get to that. Hold hold on to that little hypothetical for a second. Let's say I just wanted. I'm going to still play old school, what I do now, regular. But I just aesthetically. It bothers me to see them gold board, so I pay, you know, or I do it myself, and I just reback them. Like, what's the problem with that? I also have just proxy power that I'll use for pickup games. Nothing. And if I play them at an old school event, no problem. They were legal beforehand. Now, if yeah, I if I, I use them I to enter, yeah. if I use them to enter a no proxy vintage event, a sanctioned vintage that's tournament yes. for, for that's, cash, that's cheating. Then that's cheating. It is. Yes, doing doing whatever you want with your cards is perfectly fine. I would be reticent to buy a rebacked card myself. All right, so let's get into that. Because I feel like so, I would be participating in. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like the sanctioning. history of that card is a little unsavory. Yeah. And so that's not something that would give me pride to have in my collection. Every card that I own, I would want to be able to show it to somebody sure. and be like. Check it out! Isn't this cool? And, and a reback CE card that I bought would not be something that I would. So let's say from feel, take pride. In. Let's uh, you know I buy a rebacked box pearl and I know it's re you know whatever. Yeah. Let's say I I get fucking scammed on it. Oh, let's say you get scammed on. It. I get scammed on it. I have no recourse. Whatever you know, I got bought. Whatever. But now you and have then this now thing. I have this card and it's like well, whatever Cam. I, I've you know I've got this. Uh, Reback Pearl. You want to give me anything for it? So what's the what's the relationship there? I think as I think as I think as long as Cam knows, yeah. It, Cam, if you'd be willing to buy it, right? If he sold it at a great price, like you know, hey, you know, this thing's rebacked. I'll sell it for like two fifty. Um, so right? I yeah. sure. So I so I have a little bit of a take on this. Um, when when my wife told me she was pregnant, um, I freaked out and I sold. All my like I was fully powered. I had library. I had all my good stuff. And I freaked out and sold off all my dual lands, all my power, and I spread it around. Um, and then I decided, you know, that wasn't a good reason to freak out. So I decided to get back in. And the first thing I I got uh, were my moxes, and uh, I bought two rebacked 
uh, Moxes from a from one of the guys in the New England old school scene. Yeah. So so I knew that they were they were legit. In the fact that they were rebacked, he gave me a good price on them. I'm a person that's only ever gonna play casual old school. I will never play in a sanctioned anything. Um, and there's no reason for anybody to ever flip my cards over. But even with that, I put little uh, RBs on the back so that nobody ever, nobody ever does anything uh, with them. Like nobody ever steals them and sells them as beta. Yeah. But like they're not leaving my possession. They're right. like I will never give those up. Um, I'm always gonna play old school with my friends with them. It's and, fine uh, by me. It's not a proxy. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Like, it's it's not a proxy. Like it's do, an altered card, just like yeah. Altering, yeah, just like clipping the corners or anything. But, but I mean, yeah, anything that makes it so that your card isn't like marked. I mean, you you guys know me that like I don't I don't care about the finance side of it. I wish these cards didn't have value anymore, like they do. And uh, to me, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable too. Yeah, I, I, like it should be more punk. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a whole different. Let's table that conversation yeah but, right but, but th this is just something like these are my cards to play with um if somebody who's ever said anything about them you know i i would happily pack my cards up and yeah not, stop playing but uh yeah i mean else. it was the only way i could get back in because i at that time i was not going to pay six hundred dollars for a you know a mox and, and they've, yeah. come, they've come down a little bit but like it just doesn't make sense in my mind now. Yeah. But so, so like, yeah, I, I totally get that people are wary of them. Um, I've learned enough through uh, like the discord people that there's easily ways to tell if something's rebacked. The weight or the seam. Yeah, the way the seam, even the CE cards at the front of them are different from beta. Yeah. Um, and so, like the one, the one thing I've always thought about though is like I want to get my power altered, and at that point I think that there's there may be some issues with altering a uh, a reback piece. Even you know I I could sharpie reback on the back of it you know whatever, but I don't ever want to give somebody the impression that I'm doing something wrong or illegal or what you know whatever, but. You know, these are these are freaking magic cards. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I think as long as, in terms of like buying and selling them, I think as long as there's transparency, it's fine. As long as you're not trying to use them, pass them off as genuine in any circumstance. Yeah, right. totally, totally. Like when you, well, like I would, I mean, not that I'm in the market to buy one, but if it was for some reason, I wouldn't have any problem buying it. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe it scammed someone in the past. I mean, that's unfortunate history, but yeah. Who's gonna run us off the road? Yeah, here. I'm gonna run him off the road. Yeah, somebody's gonna get bald. <laughs> when you play a an alpha cut CE card, what's the difference? On the other side of the table, like, I mean, I am you, misrepresenting you, that. You really wouldn't be able to tell. Are you? Yeah. Are you? What? So, what are you saying by that? Are you saying that like, oh, this is supposed to be an alpha card, and so I'm, you know, I'm yeah. playing this representation, like. It's just I don't a know. yeah. Not, I'm not like, it's taking the you know. It's just like taking the piss, you know. As they say, it's like, oh yeah, look at this uh, alpha cut volcanic island. <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I love the look. I have white back sleeves, and so I love the look of black bordered alpha cut cards against the white background on yeah. a on a colored uh, play mat. I think that looks really cool, 
Um, and so that's why I do it. It's and, a contrast. Yeah, it's just like, like framing a piece of art. Yeah, plus it's it's kind of a, a funny troll for people that want to judge you by the value of your cards. And huh. They look they look at it and they're like, oh, sick alpha lightning bolt. And then they look a little bit more and they're like, wait a second, what is that? And I'm like, ah, got you. <laughs> what? <laughs> why did your Why does your alpha duel have a tap symbol on it? Yeah. So it's like, and then and then they, it starts to realize that I sharpened an alpha clip to revise duel. And they're like, okay, well maybe this guy does get it after all. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it at that for an hour in or fifty minutes in. All yeah, right. We'll, we'll check it, back later. Turn Peace. it back on if there's a revelation. They learned parts of a dismembered female body had been found in a remote corner of San Bernardino County. Curses, hexes, effigy dolls, and potions. Why was her skull left outside a local restaurant? And where is the rest of her body? Is a skunk ape the product of a fertile imagination nourished by the hot, steamy nights of the Everglades? Is a treasure that Babe and Doc Nost discovered an elaborate scam? Or is it real? You be the judge. Write to Unsolved Mysteries, P.O. Box 11449, Burbank, California, 91510, 1441. <laughs> We're on our way back from Nashville. My voice is hoarse. We're, we're all beleaguered. We're all in pain. Or downtrodden. None of us really did particularly well, but that's <laughs> fine. So <laughs> we're just gonna wow. re we were just gonna recount. We're licking our wounds. Stories of <laughs> returning, returning back to Chicago with our tails between with our, our tails legs. between our legs, bruised and, and battered. The two lords plus their our plus thrall. their cohort our plus, their, plus the thrall well, to well be. Marbled. The well-marbled piece of carne asada that he is, Cam Wall. It's me, Carter, here with Moss, in the back of the Subaru. The driver. I can't believe I lost a fucking Pez, dude. That's such bullshit, man. What was he playing? He was playing mono black. Um, but since he's a baller, it's a good he put Juzum Jins in the deck. And so... A lot of the times you play, I feel like the most stock, one of the most stock decks that you can come up against is that mono black rack deck. I too owed one of those. It seems like, um, it's like one of the few occasions in old school really, where like you sit down across from someone and they play a swamp and you're like, I think I know every card yep. in your deck. Um, so. I kind of assumed that he was doing that, but since he's a big baller, he owns Juzum Gins. What's he run that in? What's he running that in lieu of? I don't, he's not playing any racks. Oh, okay. So it's just mono black beats. It's just mono, yeah, mono with, black. With the blue splash for power. With the blue splash for power, which is absurd, because I think he saw Sapphire Ancestral in his opening hand and cast brain he cast brain geyser in this fucking mono black deck i'm so pissed off about that it's so annoying it's so annoying but he was supporting it with city of brass like he wasn't being irresponsible but it's still a little disrespectful i have to say um he beat me he beat me fair and square uh sinkholes hymns 
rituals, hypnotics, juzums, pump nights. And then in my sideboard of the mono green deck, I had I had like a big creature plan, which is double Meekstone, double Icy. But I didn't um, I didn't bring in the whole package. I just brought the Icy's in, I think. Uh, half or, measure. I think I, I did. I took I took a half measure and I cut uh, if biffs because I figured that my mana would be under a lot of pressure and it would be hard to get the four drops out. But so you put icy in. So Good I put call. icy in, and it just like he still is going to keep the hypnotics. Those are like a crazy impactful card, and it's really easy to win if you ritual that out on the first turn. Um, so his deck just had a few wrinkles to it. My my whirling dervishes didn't really go all the way on account of his factories, because I cut crumbles from the deck because those weren't great for the most part. I like kept crumbles in. Uh, no, he two owed me actually. Shit. So I had I had some kind of dead main deck crumbles, assuming that I'd be able to save them for. Because sometimes you just get hymned, you know, and they just hit the fucking perfects every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just left with a crumble. It just always happens to me. They always have the literal two perfect cards. Crumble in your heart. But he beat he beat me fair and square. I lost to three monocolored decks. Mono blue, mono white, and mono black. And those were the decks that I felt like the best against so going it, into it. Where was your analysis wrong then? Well, so you thought you'd be well positioned. You clearly were not. So what did you get wrong going into it? Well, it was actually some sideboard cards that ended up beating me. Um, uh, like Mono Blue played Flood, which was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. That card's pretty good. Uh, That's yeah. a halfway decent magic card. The blue, the blue moat. Aka <laughs> the, the blue moat. Um, we we ended up having an excellent game. I think his name was Evan. Uh, they didn't play uh, uh, Life Tap. <laughs> the true Rubbins. Oh man, it's almost no. as if these guys may have listened to an award-winning podcast where you did a complete <laughs> breakdown of what would be in your seventy-five, <laughs> and they knew how to take you down. That's the last time I bear my heart to the world. Yeah. Literally every time I, I I get personal, I just get absolutely shit on. That's that's true. Um, we had we had close. Awesome games. I feel I still feel completely fine against Mono Blue. Like Psionic Blast as a removal spell is fucking horrible. Uh, if Biff is insane against pretty much all their flyers, unless they he he like triple serendipped me game two. Beat him game one, triple serendipped me game two, and then we had this crazy long drawn out game where like he had flood and I managed to get him to, I think, 10 or something, and he just ended up stabilizing the board, you know, cast control magic, which I also don't think is that great against my deck either, because I have a lot of creatures with green activated abilities yeah. in them. So yeah. even if he steals an if-biff, I can just blow it up if I if I need to. Yeah. Same with Spitting Slug, like he can't activate the, the first strike ability right. on right. Spitting Slug, so you can get in there, so right. I didn't, I felt like I lost to cards that weren't necessarily great against me. Just situationally but, relevant. But he played well, and um, I drew a couple more lands in the mid game, and that that made all the difference. But I definitely, I definitely lost fair and square to Pez. I lost fair and square to Mono Blue, 
And against Mono White, I got Armageddoned out, out of the sideboard, like, super relevant. He played, like, a million one-drops and Armageddon me, and I was like, oh, shit, didn't expect that. He played well. He, like, swords my Lana War, you know, when I mowed down to five or maybe six and stripped my forest, and that was kind of that was kind of it from there. It just got run over. That was that. But that's another deck that I feel, like, a million one-drops and... Yeah, mono we, white. You and I, I have know. tested I green versus white a bit, and I think green, unless white just gets you really early, green just wins the mid and long game against white. Yeah, because you've got the the two four. A lot of their a lot of their cards become irrelevant. And you got you've got the the two six webbed slug to deal with Sarah if they go big. <laughs> the webbed up slug. Yeah. Do they just run out of gas? Is that what happened with the white? Your cards end up being more than the sum of their parts where you can assemble like Wailuli Wolf plus Tracker or yeah. Slug to punch through or Banding Wolf and their individual like tutus um, just kind of become irrelevant and it's the same against uh, uh, Red White Weenie too Splashing Bolts like they they have an absolute shit ton of removal but it ends up being like a close and interesting game he was playing Army of Allah which gives the deck kind of a cool angle of attack. A million one-drops, Army of Allah. You mean um, Jihad? Or Army of Allah is the instant Army one, of Allah right? is the instant one. Okay, okay. And that's what, it, and that's what he was going for. Jihad would have been sick technology against you. Yeah, green, all of his oh, teams get one Oh yeah, that would have absolutely crushed me. That's a really hard card to, to beat. Um, but yeah, I feel, I, I, I was, I was kind of surprised. I like, Lost to the decks that I thought I would beat, and beat the decks that I thought I would lose. That's how the day goes sometimes. Um, yeah, you can feel it's like it's uh, it's tough. It's a slog. You have to play kind of perfectly. And I miss ancestral recall. <laughs> yeah. Take me back. Take me back, ancestral. I'm sorry I broke up with you. Take me back into your life. I think I think I'm I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna set it aside for a little bit. I'm not just I'm not discouraged by my by my Setting green result aside. at the tournament, but yeah, I like being able to go from like, you know, something super budgety and unpowered to something just absolutely full well, of all and, the Well, and toys. for the record, Mono Green did well at that event because Derek top eight it, correct? He was like, didn't he? I was hope he did. Green? Yeah, I'm I hope he did. Sure he did. Yeah, he's great. So I mean, a list similar, and his list is similar to yours, doesn't it? Yes, his so, is his is lower to the ground and plays. Yeah. Uh, Winter he plays War. Ernie's too, I think, doesn't he? He actually does no, not. Okay. He can't. He caps out at uh, spinning. So there, slot. even though you shit the bed, there was Mono Green well represented in the field, which which makes me happy. I think I think Mono Green is an actual contender. It's a it's an excellent budget deck to pick up. You don't need the if biff afrites. You can play a lower to the ground version like. Uh, like Derek plays, and yeah, it's great. I feel like we've we, we've put enough work in. Um, all the all the mono green players around have put enough work into the deck so that there is an actual you know you can play white weenie, you can play that mono black rack deck that everybody plays, and I think mono green is also a, a really respectable. So choice the question that everybody wants to know the answer to is, can I get my if bits back? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're somewhere in a, in a underneath a, a pile of barbecue bones. All right. 
Did you trade them away this weekend? Yeah, I, I, tra I traded them away for. Why don't we get Cam's uh, report? Barely anything. But yeah, so how did how did that go for you, Cam? What did you feel? What did you feel worked in your deck? What didn't work? Are you ready to take those fucking mana vaults at least and, and sell them because they're absolutely trash? Yeah. So I, I started off. I was on the my blue red machine gun artifact aggro deck that is going to get renamed the, the Nerf gun for how well it did this weekend. <laughs> So, yeah, so I started off against... Uh, Firing those soft pellets. Yeah, Ho Jose. <laughs> Just battering him with soft pellets. Yeah, I was playing Jose from Louisville, uh, who's playing his first event. Sat down, um, you know, of course I keep a one-lander because I'm really smart and good at magic. Get stripped, and then two turns later I get Ball Lightning, Bloodlust, Berserked out for 150 points. I was sick. Get stripped now. Um, that's a straight 20, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a 20. And then... Uh, 20 so we, piece. So we ran back to game two. Um, and then he, he channeled out a Shivan and berserked that out. And, you know, it's we're eight minutes into the tournament. I'm 0-2 and looking looking for the whiskey. Though you pretty much lost in, like, the coolest ways yeah. possible. <laughs> I mean, was that, inventing that, new ways to lose. Like, <laughs> that's, like, a spectacular so, way to lose it, man. Let's appreciate the fact that Channel Shiva Dragon is double red, double green. You're just saving two <laughs> mana. <laughs> it's like, I gotta get it out. When you yeah, I ain't waiting. Yeah. Well, here's the thought process. There's no way Cam's deck is built to deal with this thread because he doesn't build his decks properly. So I just <laughs> need to get this thread resolved and I'm just going to win. I'm going to get it in there and he'll start chewing on you. Yeah, I mean, that was a common theme for the full day. I ran, I ran 17 lands and that's just not enough in EC. I mean, strip mine absolutely blew my O-rings out, um, which, which is good. I mean, that, so, I, so I started the slide early and often and <laughs> met, met Moss in round three. Yeah, was having to chaos orb his copper tablets just to stay in the game. <laughs> yeah. Cam's on one life. Uses chaos orb on copper tablet. Next turn, a top deck of bolt. Yeah, he top deck of bolt. <laughs> yeah, burn him down to the ground. It was that kind of kind of day. So, yeah. So so I go down to the losers bracket. I'm on the bottom table. I'm playing John Sexton from from LA from the Deep Spawners, who is playing the. The deck of the day, you know the the, the most pick. the most creative prize. Yeah, yeah. Play, he's playing hot chicken. Hot chicken with the the red and white checkered playmat and the, the you know a big red deck with uh, all the the flaming birds of the format like barbecuing your rook eggs. Yeah, rook eggs. So so I, I I fire up fast against him. I get Suchi out. And I copy the Suchi. I think I'm gonna pick up my first W of the day. Um, game blouses. Yeah, I mean we're we're into the game. He's got he plays a rook egg. And, and, uh, and I'm like, eh, I don't care. Um, so, so then he, he, he gets this look on his face, he draws this card, and he just says, like, I, you know, because John and I are good friends. He's like, I'm sorry, Cam, you're you're about to see something that is uh, is going to change your life. Show you something <laughs> so, truly special. Yeah. So, so he plays he plays Falling Star. And I was like, oh, cool. You can you can get your Ruck Egg with your Falling Star. Like, you can't do shit against my Suchis. And then he forks it. Oh. <laughs> Ice cold. And, and I stop and look at it, look at it for a second. I'm like, okay, well you're. He's got to hit yeah, the flips, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to hit the flips, and uh, and of course he stone cold <laughs> nails them, and uh, you know it was. We'll describe how he arranged them. Yeah. So he, he stacks the this two suchi side by side, six the ruck egg uh, on the on the top side, and then just coolly, you know, hits the triforce. Yeah. Bam, bam. Twice. Um, so. Cam's Suchi's go to the graveyard. I take eight to the grill because I play Suchi with 
not no, no mana sinks. He has a ruck. <laughs> he has a ruck now. With the token is uh, like Pepper's Hot Chicken, or it's named after one of the, 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 the hot chicken joints in the area. I mean, he did it, his research. Bolton's is the best. So yeah. for two, two colorless and three red, he yeah. destroyed two four fours, dealt eight damage to your head, and got a four four flyer. Yeah, that's, that's glorious. Yeah, I mean. That, that was just the, the day, you know, I, I lost that way, and then, uh... Speaking of flips, I was I was playing against Pez, and I did the stupid thing I do where I try to flip a orb over my beer glass. How'd that go? And I miss, and I, like, lean back in my chair, like, groaning and complaining, like, ah, I can't believe that! And I, and I, I, like, I, like, straighten myself up and, like, look back at Pez, and he's, like, completely nonplussed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have, I could have just done absolutely nothing, and it would have made a difference. Yeah. I, I also heard a rumor that Pez missed his first Chaos Orb flip in 25 years uh, against either you or somebody else. That sounds like a rumor that Pez would start. <laughs> yeah, that might be. He's like, I've, I've been playing since 93, I've never missed. That might be an urban legend. That might be, that might be a, that might be some deep legend. So, it's because his hands were shaking, he was nervous. Yeah, so, so I went to the total bottom and then I fought my way back to respectability. Got a couple wins over Living Plane, Goblins. I think I beat White Weenie at the end. Played Rad Dude, uh, uh, My Sylvan Bookstore on the Discord. He was a good dude. Um, but, you know, just met a bunch of my friends that, that I've known for a long time, met some new some new people, some, put a lot of faces to names, um, all the Nashville guys posted, it was rad. Um, but yeah, Friday night. Friday oh man, there's a giant Tyrannosaurus here. Yeah. Dinosaur World! <laughs> Holy shit! That's yeah. so cool. Moss, do you want to run down Friday night at all? Oh yeah, let's talk, let's talk, well... What, what do we want to do? Do we? Yeah, actually, yeah. Chit chat about about Alan's amazing, amazing reception. Yeah, Alan put on a open house barbecue uh, for everybody that was kind of coming to town, or I guess just anybody who wanted to show up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy and generous. It, it was a true open house. So like, there were people battling in his basement, in his kitchen, in his living room, uh, in his backyard, on his deck, and there were just tables set up and gaming going on everywhere. Yeah, it was a, as equal a good time as the tournament the yeah. next day it's just it's one of those things that um you know I'm, I'm sort of thinking ahead to the players ball a little bit and we'll have so many people in town and it's difficult to accommodate everybody spatially because we're in chicago nobody has a, a yard it's just so cool that yeah. um you can you can have that and it just makes that's that's one of the things that made this national tournament so hospitable is that People were, yeah. whoa, yo, guys, horse caves in seven miles. Seven miles, horse cave. Um, it's what made the Nashville tournament so hospitable is that there's there's space and room to uh, host people on that on that scale rather than everybody coming into town and remaining in their in their little pockets at an Airbnb or, yeah. or whatever. So just logistically, you know, you can't walk around with thirty dudes, you know, like yeah. once the tournament breaks out, it's. Uh, Definitely something to definitely to something to consider in, in regards to the size of a tournament you want to hold. You know, if you want to kick it with everybody, then you know, cap it at cap it at thirty maybe. I but, played some baller middle school games at Allen's house against KC, and uh, he was playing that squirrels opposition build control, and then I had uh, my slivers five color illmatic prismatic slivers, and got the. Uh, the shroud sliver crystalline out so we couldn't target my dudes to tap them and then i just balled them 
because I got the survival sweet package going. Moss is describing the, the one game you probably won. <laughs> two games, no. I, we went, I think we split two and two. Well, excuse me. No, he did ball me quite a bit because first he was his first deck he was playing Pernicious Deed, and I he just like crushed me over and over. I'm like, do you got anything else, man? Because I can never beat that card. One black green. I lose. <laughs> you lose. Oh, it's not even I win. It's you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Moss, you showed up with the you showed up at Nashville with the infamous Mossatog, the yeah. deck that a lot of people are say is 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 the best around. Um, it's good. How come you well, didn't? How good. come how come you didn't run the tables? Just cold cards. Went uh, four three. It was a weird day because I went. I had three rounds of two o, three rounds of o two, and then Cam I beat in three. So it was just really hot and cold, like a lot of. No lands, all lands, um, all red sources, and blue cards, all blue cards and red sources. You know, no misplays that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I, I can't remember a single misplay on the day. But so you're saying that, <laughs> so you're saying that you recall. lost, you lost because you never drew the right cards and you played perfect. I, I will say this. I lost some games, but I was never beaten in any of them. No, that's not true. Is that no. because in Focus true is boss. that because in true Nashville tradition you and I faced off in the Swiss? Oh yeah, that, that sucked. I, the the only thing that was a bummer was I For played you, almost all of my rounds were against people I knew already or had played before already, uh, like Andrew, Cam, you, McGrew, um, and then one Captain James Tiberius Cooney, <laughs> uh, and I lost to his goddamn dwarven soldier. <laughs> Because I, I refused to lightning bolt it because that just seemed bad. That, that seems and, like an error. I can't bolt this thing. And it ended up dealing like eight damage to me, which, you know, then he finished me off with a fireball. And I finished the fucking game with a lightning bolt in hand because I would not bolt that door. Dude, you didn't bolt it out of principle. Yeah. That's so disrespectful. Yeah, no, so no respect. You're for like, the Fallen Empire's cards are so bad, they don't even deserve a oh, fucking man. I'm lightning sorry. bolt. I'm sorry, Jimmy, but goddamn it, that one stung. Stung the pride. That's good. That's good. You know what? A little, oh. bit, a little bit of a... My, my blood pressure's rising. Just, <laughs> just talking about it. Can you go get my pill bottle? Man, I, I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. Yeah. You, I think, um, you, I th when we played, I think you drew cold off of a, off of a time twister at yeah. one point. We had, we had a decently close game. I think one, I managed to see, like, several Argothian pixies. I just couldn't get my earthquake against you either. You just, yeah, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't find the, you. couldn't find the quake. And I cut, I, I have to cut the if-biffs. Yeah, I kept the bottles in because it would still take out like yeah, five or six of your cards. I do think that I had a, um, I think that also helped me. I think the sideboard, you keeping the bottles in and me taking five Arabian creatures out, um, I think put me at a decent position. With it goes to show you the, the variance within Magic. So it's this, I played the exact same 75 at Kumite and then at Bootlegger. And one day I just drew white hot went 6 0 12 1 and then the next day went 4 3 you know 8 7 you know with the same list uh sometimes you just get cold cards or weird scenarios or sometimes you, ball. you, know, you, you play sometimes you, you play the yeah sometimes you ball sometimes you don't lightning bolt dwarven soldier what about this fancy serendib in the sideboard plan did that work out for you a decent amount did you find when did you when do you bring those in um so i take out so i i run the two Two uh, copper tablet, two uh, city of bottle in the main, and then if my opponents off Arabians, I can side out the bottles for dibs. Um, and I maybe if I want to go three dibs, I can take out a, a copper tablet two or something like that. Um, 
and then just go with a more creature heavy package. Uh, model was pretty good for me all day. It blew up a lot of City of Brass, blew up Library, uh, blew up uh, Apes. Um, so that, that ship was good. Um, Serendib actually did not do a lot of work for me, and I lost game two against Cooney on my own Serendib trigger at the bitter end. So, who? Uh, Dib got me. I mean, I could, I, so I could do the flip side and try to play Dib in, in, uh, in, you know, in the main. I just kind of like the, the extra overly cute stylization of, you know, bringing in the Dib on the side. Yeah, showing so, them and, the bottle. And hopefully and then they're not bringing the in the red blast, right? So, um, Against the Atog deck, yeah, it would be it would be kind of tricky to talk me into that. Plus, that that deck does a lot of damage to itself with Hawk and Copper Tablet, so you have to be a little bit careful with the Div. Unless you're just slamming it on turn one, right? Turn one or two. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's it's if you think that they're not going to bring an answer to that threat because it can just carry the game by itself with burn spells and a couple a couple Div attacks. Oh, back to Casey. Uh, we're, we're listening to Power Windows here in the car, and I have to say I was super fired up to learn that he was an even bigger rush nerd than you and I are. Yeah, when you when you encounter a, a power even greater than your own, it's uh, <laughs> it's humbling. It doesn't happen a lot for me, but He's when like, it does... <laughs> you're like, oh, you're a bigger dweeb than I am, dude? <laughs> I, I'm humbled at your presence. Yeah, I've seen him in concert with, like before ten you. times or something. Yeah. So much respect to your, to your love of rush. We should absolutely chit-chat about the greatest trio oh, sometime yeah. soon. What about your sideboard, Cam? You know, I ran uh, Red Blast, Blue Blast. Uh, oh, super interesting. Oh, yeah, oh wow. Glooms, any, any, any other oh, hot wow, takes? Glooms, yeah. Oh, wow, Glooms. Wow. I didn't touch. You know, I had I had three Black Vises in the board, which never Rancid. came in. Well, I, n I never played anybody on Control. Uh, I had a Control Bandit that I never brought in because I was short on Double Blue the whole time. And then uh, I audibled right before the tournament and brought in two shatters to main deck which actually played really well for me oh you mean like i told you on the car ride uh, up I so that I people that. Uh, no, i believe go, it was we can me go back and check actually we we yeah. ha literally yeah. have it recorded so that so, everyone will find out that i was the one who said it so you're saying that my suggestion made the deck a lot better okay. yeah i mean if, if you want credit for that well i clearly do <laughs> so so yeah and then i had a mana drain and serendip that came out of the main board um you've also got serendips in the sideboard no, well, I, I was running a main deck, but between the Mana Vaults of City of Brass and the uh, Serendibs, I killed myself as much as I uh, killed anybody else, because a lot of times I ended up having a Mana Vault out a Serendib, and then take, yeah. And then Dude, I, you should you, you should literally be arrested for making that That play. is terrible. Somebody should put you in prison for doing that. that. Stone Cold Terrible I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, if I had five grand to burn on this deck, throwing workshops in, um, what, just do it, dude. Yeah, just yeah, do it. Yeah, just, just pull it. Drain that 529. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It's, t it's totally worth it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm going to switch and, and try something else out after this because there's definitely some weak spots in it. But, uh, I mean, it's it's fun. When you get a trike out, I mean, people just start shitting their pants. Um, some do. Yeah, well, most do. Or they divine offering. <laughs> or they slam I mean, the stasis. I got them controlled magic. I got them shattered. And you always just blast them for three, which is... Speaking of workshops, the, um, the the heads up play if somebody goes to divine offering your trike is you shoot them for two and yeah, trike for one yeah. and then they get no life. Yeah, I didn't see divine offering because I was at the bottom tables, remember? Oh well, true. <laughs> um, did see Olivia play twice? Twice. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I played. Uh, I played Matt from South Carolina, who was who was playing Living Plane, but 
the cool thing is he got two prodigal sorcerers out, both with instill energies, and he was just machine gunning my machine gun, and yeah. his his pair of Uzis were better than my bazooka. You got out gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take when he when he did that to my Suchi, and I took four to the face off that. I, Suchi's days are numbered in uh, in Cam's deck. Yeah, <laughs> you do you find them under underwhelming? Yeah, they're just there's so much artifact hate, and uh, you know people people are real smart about stripping factory off. Um, when I have Suchi out, I mean, it's not rocket surgery. So, what are some other um, what are some other decent uh, mana sinks besides the factory that Tome. can shore up the problem? Tomes, the Tome. good one. I, I mean, Tomes, Tomes tricky yeah. because it um, because it requires uh, four. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, I'm, what I mean to say is you have to pay four mana to put it. Well, in that's what, with Suchi, it's always you're you're doing that. I wish I could. Yeah, I wish Tome is so yeah. good on its own, and yeah. it might soak up a disenchant on its own. Yeah. And it doubles as a sink, or you know, I mean, not. I think a, a one tome, like you know, it, three suchi with four factory and a tome, you should be taking a minimal amount of suchi damage. Yeah. Something I found that was pretty effective was uh, basalt monolith actually. Yeah. When I, I there was a time when I played suchi as kind of like a mid range threat in a kind of hybrid power monolith deck, and the more I played with basalt monolith, the more I thought it, that it was actually. A halfway decent card on its own. It bridges you from from three to six mana, so it puts those important, powerful artifacts into play. And when the Suchi dies, you can sink the three mana, not all four, but into the into the monolith to untap it. So you're so you actually do get to bank that that Suchi mana in a way and go into your next turn and maybe play a Triskelion. So it's possible that you could experiment with like the perfectly fair That's pretty cool. basalt monolith plan, or even throw in like a power artifact or two, and make it an auxiliary part of your game plan. Maybe maybe go up to two to three fireballs, and try try basalts with Suji. That could be that could be a pretty decent idea. I've had I've had success with that. Yeah, that's that's a, oh. some roadkill. That looked like Cam's wind raid. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, hey, Moss, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Mono Green Anti? Oh, yeah. So we had the return match here. This was like Rocky 2, and but like I'm Clubber Lang in, in Rocky 2. <laughs> so I'm just beating you down. Um, yeah, we had the, the revenge match of the 60-card Mono Green Anti. And Cam, it looks like you learned your lesson from losing 269 games in Escudero because you came with the Cat Warriors. Damn. That's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Cam showed up with Cat Warriors and Wailuli Wolves this time, so he was able to win a couple of games. But uh, so whose whose deck is thicker by the end? Uh, I think my my deck is still a little bit thicker. See that the thing these games tend to balance themselves out and achieve a homeostasis because um, as I win more games, you know, of course I'm going to start out on a heater against Cam and win say seven, eight, twelve games in a row. <laughs> But his de as his over, deck gets thinner, two days. as his deck gets thinner, mine starts to get thicker and derpier. Like I'm getting, uh, you know, I, maybe I lose a land or two, and then or you get extra spells. I get extra spells, right, and you don't have lands to cast. To cast them, or yeah. like Cam gets an extra Llanowar Elf, and or, or you know what I mean. Or like, for example, I took one of Cam's Fogs, and that ended up being crucial to me. So like the, the cards you're taking, because our anti are immediately going into the decks, as his shrinks and mine gets bloated becomes a little bit more efficient in some ways and he starts to win them back so it never got more than like 
what, like 52, I think like 52-68. Yeah. Which is a tremendous advantage, So right? what's the... 16 cards. But I had, I, but he started to run just a little bit more, un, you know, he started to run underneath me a little bit. Yeah. And uh, then he's won like, he won like five out of six games and kind of equalized it. Yeah, I can keep back a little bit. I mean, the, the, the not, not so secret tech of using AO Pile on the Cat Warriors was pretty good. That um, was my innovation in this war. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. It's fog, like, yeah. fog was good. Uh, I threw in the one copy of Sandstorm for the force because you have to deal with the Force Walkers. If you can, if you can shut down the evasion, that's usually yeah. how you're gonna win. Sandstorm deals one, so it's yeah. good against my Shannon and Dryads. Dryads, and then Halo Pile uh, is good against. Cat I mean, you can yeah, Cat Warrior. I boarded that card in incorrectly. And I actually ended up playing that card. I played three in my sideboard at the tournament. And that was kind of my big mistake against Mono Black is putting that in because he actually cut the pump nice, which was which was smart of him. Areola pile? <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd Areola. be really good for the hippies. Yeah, I kept I kept like summon for the hypnotics, but like I wanted that big creature disruption package yeah, yeah. rather than all of the all of the webs. piles. You just needed your old web. Maybe I should have played webs. Like I do. If, I do. If you I do put have a web that. on a slug. You stop the hippies and the jizzims and everything. Really, you stop anything. You stop everything in black. Game blouses with the two six slug web sling and slug, and that's it. And that's uh, it yeah, for him. The, the, the mono green. It's it's fun. Um, I think half of our cards are tatted up now. At least. Oh, and Cam won by Tadine signed uh, Nev's disc too. <laughs> oh, the only the only card Moss actually cares about. I mean, was it revised? Oh yeah, it was the yeah. true baller revised sign Nevsnis. Yeah, I immediately just drew all over yeah, it. Yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Moss may get that back someday when I will it to him at yeah. my funeral. Well, I'm gonna murder. It's gonna be I'm resting. Gonna, I'm gonna murder King Resting on top of your coffin. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, going back to workshops, the, um, the tournament was won by the mighty uh, Brian Urbano of Southern California where apparently everyone could afford to play workshops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's two tournaments in a row for workshops. What was the build? Uh, he was he was on blue-white. I, I don't, did either of you play him? I, uh, I don't think we were high. I was team. not at the top table, sir. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I know he was... He I, was could, I could well. glimpse him from across the room. I saw a bowling shirt, and yeah. he was kind of surrounded by like an aura of light or something. Yeah, he, he plays that blue-white... Um, Workshops build and, and he he has some really cool stuff in there. Um, I don't know if he ran back the Golgothi and Silex uh, this time, which is kind of funny in a workshops deck. But why would he play Golgothi and Silex? Because he has uh, trouble. Yeah, that and uh, for the mirror match, he has trouble with pixies because um, he's all artifacts. Oh, and he's not playing and earthquake. He sorts in. Yeah, he doesn't. He sorts. Uh, he uh, sides in the swords. Wait, play playing Golgothi and Silex to kill your opponents. Because that kills your workshop. That kills I, yeah, well, all your creatures. He should just be on have be on Esper inside. Of, well, I mean, you can do whatever he wants. He exoda, right? But, yeah. I mean, clear, uh, clearly he yeah, knows. Give him some advice. Clearly he knows something. But I, I do not. My, my brain is thinking of like just going Esper and bringing in Abyss. Yeah, that's that's a good call too. So uh, another SoCal guy won the the Horde event last month in Tacoma, which is like two basically two big wins in a row on the U.S. side for our workshops. So we'll see if. If uh, as the summer progresses, if that's a, a pattern, um, it's it's good cards. It's got some that deck has got some holes in it, but uh, you know first first turn juggernauts and second turn clockwork avians. 
tracks and stuff. It's, it's tough to beat sometimes. Yeah, against um, it doesn't have a ton of oh, we're interaction. Playing, we're listening to Big Money by Rush. Here. Oh, we're to, we're talking about school. Big Money for, for, for all the workshop people in the Ivory Tower. Speaking of the Ivory Tower, yeah, the people on the Ivory Tower Slack channel, you know, whose whose names will be redacted, definitely predicted the uh, the rise of workshop as a as a power in in EC because. It's, you know, since it plays these three mana lands, is actually an excellent strip mine deck, like the like the workshop decks of, of Vintage. Their lands count for more, so they play, you know, land mock Suchi, next turn strip you, maybe play, you know, an Icy or something. You just get ahead so quickly. But they can't really jam their deck full of um, interaction. So... You know, if you wanted to play a kind of wackier combo deck, I think uh, you can get away with a decent amount of that against a workshop deck because they aren't able to disrupt your um, your key pieces in a in a meaningful way. So goofy shit like stasis or lich or mirror ball, all all that all that stuff I think is actually halfway decent against workshops because uh, you aren't as yeah, you can usually go faster than they can. Yeah, it's it's really become a mid-range deck. Um, I, I think it teaches you that you got to have some main deck uh, artifact disruption in whatever manner you choose. But uh, you know, shatters or disenchants. Or oh yeah, and the and the and the omnipresence of factory makes that a pretty safe choice. I played three crumbles main deck in my in my mono green deck. And there were definitely times when I when I cut them, but they never really rotted in my in my hand. I you could find an opportunity to get rid of a of a factory when they attempt to block with it or whatever. Sure. Coming up on the Kentucky Railway Museum. Yeah, we're not terribly far from from Louisville at this point. Yeah. What about the uh, unsolved mysteries camp? <laughs> so so Moss and I. Shared two nights of, of bliss. Uh, <laughs> this was such bullshit. <laughs> I, I was snuggled up to a well-marbled side of beef. <laughs> Moss and I probably watched eight episodes of Unsolved Mysteries over the weekend, focusing <laughs> mainly on UFOs and or ghost stories. <laughs> or unexplained deaths. Well, this all, this all originated because we were supposed to share a room with the mighty Stephen... Maldonado, and Cam is, you know, a well, a well marbled piece of of carne. But Maldo's a big boy, so it's like who's who's sharing the bed with Maldo? And these two, in secret conference, elected me. Secret ballot. Yeah, it wasn't that secret. The, the Politburo voted in pretty down. much a, a a a brazen display of 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 treachery. Um, elected me to share the bed with Maldo. That didn't end up working out, so I got a bed by myself, and the two of them got the other bed. But then we, while we would hang out in the hotel, <laughs> Moss would turn on Unsolved Mysteries on his phone because apparently they have all the episodes on YouTube, and they would be like watching in bed, like curled up, curled up, arms around each other, giggling, 
and I'm just over there in the other bed like, so, guys, how was the day? What's going on? Shut up. We're watching. <laughs> Shut up. I'm watching TV. It was, Shut up. I can't hear you over so lame. I felt so excluded from everything. <laughs> that was by design. You know, they say no man is an island. Well, I didn't feel that way at all. It was a two-man island. It was. A two, it, was it was a two-man fucking <laughs> trash barge in the middle of the sea. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, the only unsolved mystery from this weekend is how the fuck I lost a dwarven soldier. <laughs> oh my god. And I got to continue my my powerful winning streak against Moss in, in Nashville. He knows he knows well to fear me. Well, you're on that two match heater? I'm on that two match stone cold heater though. <laughs> I didn't even strip you out that time too. No, that it was, was those just were like, honest W's. Honest W's. <laughs> yeah. I never I would I didn't even feel in them either. Although I was like, my brain was fully poached by that point too. Cause it was just so damn hot and oppressive up in that upstairs area. Oh dude, we didn't talk about that. So it was mid nineties the entire time we were here in Nashville. Oh, absolutely. It was mid nineties outside. Yeah, yes. Outside with, with, you know, the south, the southern humidity. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a wet blanket. And then we we're upstairs, which I think the bar did have air conditioning, but we, we could not keep up in places. Throw 60 dudes into a, you know, upstairs, upstairs hot area which is the venue was awesome the beer was great yeah. um, you know it was tight but I think it was tight by design um, and there was there were lots of random people coming up to us and saying hey are those magic cards and you know, there's always somebody in our group that was willing to yeah. take two minutes out of their day and say yeah we're playing old school with a bunch of old dudes people were kind of people thought all the signed cards at the front was was really cool that's kind of what I saw the most people yeah. gawking over yeah, the, the altar collection for the winners was sick. Um, but your prize pool was really good. Yeah. What but did you, you get for your prize card? Did you get one card? I did. I got my fourth heavily tattooed Wailuli Wolf. Nice. Oh, and it, so I've got four marked up Argothians and four marked up Wailulis. Yeah, I got I got Dust to Dust. Camera, what did you get? I got a Relic Barrier. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, I'm kind of jealous of that. Yeah, I'll use that at EDH. Yeah. That's cool prison sex build it is kind of true that while you were while you were playing your games that was when you were the hottest so the heat does kind of have an impact on on your concentration as it's as it's happening like i said i i any losses i incurred oh are not are absolutely not on account of your own yeah exactly it was purely uh, it was cooler outside. Even it was hotter outside, but you had air movement inside. Yeah. It was just a sweat box. Yeah, that was fine. yeah. Ever everyone in shorts, well, cargo shorts. In the in the case of you two, ma married married gentlemen, dude. There were so many fucking cargo shorts and flip flops. I, I gotta make a fucking public service announcement for you old school players. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a fucking queer eye for the straight guy makeover for you guys, but it's just gonna be some random Logan Square hipster. Yeah. Getting you a de de decent fucking brown eye for the magic guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so was there a, a Lord's announcement at all during the the weekend? Maybe during the, there was the a round, during, during round one. There was a botched rollout. Yeah, by the by the time by the time you hear this message, time Bob Bob, the old school players ball will be sold out. Yeah, so it uh, we announced it Thanks, at Bob. the at the tournament, and it sold out within three or four hours. Kind of fucking crazy. So yeah, Bob posts some violent events going on, so nobody knows. And then Leatherhead Jaco yells out like anybody's listening to what he has to say. Hey, the thing is live. 
it's like okay and then some people that wanted to get in good so yeah to good job, Bob. to yeah it's well, gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be at the um, the revolution brewery the uh, the tap room oh in, that'll be sick in my neighborhood like uh, like it has been in years past it's um I don't know it's it's uh it's crazy how fast those tickets go it's uh it's really neat it's that it has that kind of pedigree gone by this is right? the third one right it's the third one yeah I do I remember it I remember Bob just sort of I remember the idea kind of germinating and him kind of teasing it and it yeah it ended up being this kind of pedigree event and I and I can't really say what because there's so much excellent um old school to be played there's so many cool communities around the states I I can't really speak to why the the players ball has I guess because it has a higher cap of of people but well it's centrally located yeah Chicago is very easy to travel to it's a world-class city so it's like you can come in with your family and, and take one day off and do a bunch of family stuff it's just it's a perfect destination Oh, there's also that small detail where the uh, Lords of the Pit are like literally the biggest fucking old school ballers in the game and everyone <laughs> oh, yeah. wants to play with I us. I was going to be modest, but since you brought that up. <laughs> Cam, you'd agree, right? Yeah, you are. That's right. a leading question. <laughs> Objection, Your Honor. Objection. <laughs> leading the witness. <laughs> no, I mean, you guys know how to host out of towners and you know what it means to, to show people a good time. And I mean, obviously, I keep coming back for more for some goddamn reason. That unsolved mystery. Yeah. Moss, yeah, we should play the same horrible deck at the players' ball. Oh, he will. Something truly awful. I know you probably couldn't afford to put something that I would play together, but like I could probably loan you out something. Yeah, I may need to borrow some cards. Hey, can I borrow four uh, revised stasis from you? Got a really <laughs> good idea. <laughs> stasis is good against workshops. Play, play more stasis. Those winter warm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Looking looking forward. In a week, we've got the Singleton event, which we might have touched on previously, but those deck lists are gonna be really fucking cool to look at. Yes, that's gonna be a breath of fresh air. Because you're gonna see we're gonna see a lot more novelty. Speaking of novelty, I played against uh, Ryan. I believe Keech is his last name. Yeah, yep. was playing a super fucking cool. It was also a workshop deck, but it was a black workshop deck with. Uh, Scenic Poltergeist and Priest of Yagmoth, Yo Yoshin, Yodian, Yoshin. Let's say Yoshin Soldier, Clockwork Avian. So using using the workshops, but uh, for good, in my opinion. Using power to using power creativity to to play unique cards. I think it's yeah. I think it's a very responsible use of of good cards to. Um, so yeah, use the, use the broken ones to put kind of crappy ones into play, but that's just me. I, I can get behind uh, Priest of Yagmoth, uh, Initiates of the Evan Hand Drain Life. Oh yeah, that's that's, pre that's pretty sick, non-fragile. That's three like card pretty combo. much a instant yeah win win the game three card combo. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, I would say I would say that the density of spicy decks in the room was was high. I wouldn't call it like a particularly. It's not like a player's ball where last year I feel like I played against fucking blue red every single round. It was good. Yeah. It was I, good. I didn't see anybody on the deck or blue white control or 
only saw one person on a talk. Dude, this blue red, this blue red stuff is as bad as the deck. Give me a break. You know what? I'm, I don't I'm, know what you're talking about. I'm taking a stand. I'm standing up for my for my the deck players here. You guys are, you guys are not great, but the <laughs> like you're not great, but the people playing blue red are not fucking getting away with it either. On my watch. I, I got volcanics. Get fucked. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I think that that sticks a decently sized fork in the in the proceedings. Do you guys want to, Cam? Do you want to shout out to anything before we uh, say farewell? It's gonna be we're we're definitely gonna miss you. You're gonna go into the big bears going into hibernation for a little while. It was awesome to spend a weekend with you. Yeah, uh, I I just want to say thanks to Derek for putting this on. All the music city guys for. You know, running a, a great event, showing us a, a cool time, and then, you know, I, I want to say thank you to you too, but I just can't really get, I, I can't, can't really bring get, myself to I can't you. choke it out right now, so I got one more night with, with Mossatog, and, um, but yeah, we got about six more hours to drive in, but I appreciate that, and I'll, I'll be back at some point, you know, I'm going to be out with the little one for a while, but, uh, I'll probably, probably find my way out, out in your neck of the woods. Yeah, All right, just All don't right. sell your... Just don't sell your power again. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Campbell. R.I.P. Campbell's Mox. What about you, Mox? Any anything to anything to pitch in? Nah, I'm trying to navigate this traffic, dude. <laughs> All right, no worries. Before we sign off, I'll just say uh, I'll just give a message to our friend Pez in Pittsburgh. Since uh, since you beat me, um, I'm always going to be a part of your life now. The blood. The, the blood feud has begun and it will never end and I'm sure you're not very concerned about it <laughs> signing off sitting on the front porch on a summer afternoon in a straight back chair on two legs leaned against the wall what's the kids are playing with June bugs on a string and chase the glowing fireflies when evening shadows fall. In my Tennessee mountain home, life is as peaceful as a baby's sigh. In my Tennessee mountain home, along the lane Their fragrance makes the summer wind so sweet And on a distant hilltop an eagle spreads its wings And a songbird on a fence post sings a melody
church on Sunday with the one you love Just laughing, talking, making future plans And when the folks ain't looking You might steal a kiss or two Sitting in the porch swing holding hands In my Tennessee, my dead home Life is as peaceful as a 